Welcome to Free Basketball. We had we had a bye week, which I know is not a thing in the NBA. That's a football thing. Um, but I was sick last week, didn't have much of a voice. And so instead of um, me just sounding terrible and trying to fight through something, uh, we decided to just take the full week off and come back re-energized. So as you can tell, the voice is back. Although some people, some listeners might say you have a boring voice anyway. So what's the difference? Those um, listeners. <laughs> Not really. But like, you know. Uh, but... you... <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for being so feisty off the jump. Fine. Uh, but we're back. So we're back talking about the NBA mixed with a little Grizz and Mid-episode, we're going to have a little giveaway. If you've been kind of paying attention to the Grizz 901 feed and other podcasts like the No Bluffing podcast on our podcast network, they've done a t-shirt giveaway, and we're going to do the same thing. I'm not sure how they did theirs. I think they did a trivia thing, uh, but we're going to do a trivia thing as well. So that's going to be coming up mid-episode, so make sure you stay tuned into that because giving away free merchandise. Who doesn't want free stuff? So it's from the Grizz 901. If you're a big Grizzlies fan, it's a must-have. So keep listening through. It'll happen kind of in between. We're done talking about our general NBA thing uh, before we get into the Grizzlies. But Cody is here to join me once again. I have a question. How were you on your week off? Oh, man, I was good. I got a lot of rest. I don't really remember anything about last week. <laughs> What's your question? To be perfectly honest, are we eligible to win the contest? I don't believe so. I think having one of those shirts would be really cool. It would be really cool, but I think for the providers of it, I think we have to pay our own way. <laughs> wow. Disgust. Just true disgust. <laughs> wow. Got to provide our own equipment, and we can't even get a shirt. <laughs> Uh, so this week for our topic for the general NBA, me and Cody just want to talk about the Western Conference as it is right now. We're not going to go through like all the teams per se or do a bunch of deep dives, but just kind of general thoughts uh, because just kind of, I guess, talking about the broader point of the NBA. For you personally, has the NBA kind of felt like an afterthought to you, like no one's really paying attention to it. I know we're paying attention to it, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has it kind of felt like a national media kind of thing? Like the NBA hasn't really been in the forefront um, so far this season. You know, most teams are through 27, 28 games, getting through about a third of the season, right? Um, getting that mm -hmm. way anyways. And does it feel kind of like an afterthought to you? Because it kind of feels that way to me personally, if I were looking at it from the outside. Um, I mean, I could, I can definitely see that. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. I mean, I think some of it is just like how, like, I mean, how many times, how, like, do you have cable in your house? Yes. Or like satellite. So you have like flippable channels. Yes. Okay. So then like you, you looking at it is a little bit different than me. Cause like I can count on one hand, the number of times I've gone to my streaming service and like went and found sports center and turned it on to like, see mm. what's going on. So for me, it doesn't necessarily feel like that because I'm just like consuming the NBA through like the NBA app and then like games when they're on and stuff like that. So I'm not necessarily like watching like espn or anything like that like their shows to kind of see what the topics are and stuff like that i assume it's mostly right. football right now just because the nfl is the nfl and people are really into that and you um, got the world cup world yeah world cup too is going on right now and it's usually not going on at this time of year that's usually like a summer thing um so yeah i'd say there's probably just Oh my goodness. There's just more going on right now um, than typically is at this time of year. Usually it's just the NFL and the NBA and you have some NHL stuff going on too, but you also have the added um, deal with the World Cup going on. So maybe that's part of it. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point because there's a lot going on in the World Cup. And unlike you, I, I'm not a big sports center person, um, but with college football, NFL, it's just like the hype. It just you know, it usually feels like there's 
players or games or something that stick out, right? And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everything to me has kind of just feels like it's kind of just, you know, rolling along, like kind of flying below the radar, so to speak. Um, yeah. No one has been like a super standout this year where everybody's like all in. And then there's not like a team that's really dominant. I mean, the, the most you could say is dominant, quote unquote, is the Celtics. And I mean, the Bucks are right behind them, but with the best records in the NBA, but still you wouldn't say like those are teams that are like playing really exciting games, right? Like we right, haven't right. gotten, we have not gotten a lot of great matchups. Now, maybe that's intentional by the NBA, right? Like we're used to the season kind of kicking off after Christmas. And I think so that's maybe, giving too many, too much credit to the NBA and being like, "Oh, this mm, team's going to be terrible" and stuff like that. Because like the schedule comes out like before free agency's done, isn't it? Uh, I want to say it's midsummer, but maybe I can't remember. Well, I mean, I like technically, free agency yeah. isn't done until like the trend trade deadline, even after that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but, I, yeah. It, maybe it's just the matchups, like. Most primetime matchups, there haven't been a lot of great games. And even when you get, you know, the top tier matchups, then one or both teams are missing multiple guys, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. maybe that's why it's a weird thing that it feels a little off to me, which is probably why it's such a pleasure to watch the Grizzlies. So because even though they've had like no continuity at all with their lineups, they're still bringing it and they're still the same team having fun every night. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of that from a, a lot of other teams right now, besides maybe like the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans are basically the mm -hmm. same as the Grizzlies in the sense of enjoyment with their team guys in and out having fun right now. Yeah. You know, they're fun to watch. Competitive. Um, but using that as kind of like get into the actual Western conference, the reason I wanted to talk about this with you is because of it does kind of tie into that whole thing about flying under the radar because there's not really anybody that's kind of separated from themselves for me in the Western Conference. I mean, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies right now, as it stands on this Tuesday night that we're recording, are the top two in the West, and they have had no lineup continuity at all. One mm -hmm. of the top three guys or multiple top three guys have been out basically the entire season so they haven't had full rosters for much of the season and they're one and two um and so you just have weird things going off and then like the rockets and the spurs are what they are right like they're gonna be bad teams they're the only teams right. under 10 wins so far this season now i know the rockets are leading right now against the sun so i they still won't put them above 10 but they're at least eking closer and i guess the biggest thing i want to talk about like the difference between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference to me is like there's two standalone teams and then everybody else is trying to play catch up, right? There's mm -hmm. the Celtics and the Bucks who are basically the top of the class that the Cavaliers are right behind them too. I don't want to shortchange them. But in the West, like the difference between the one seed and being out of the playoffs as the 11th seed is five and a half games right now. Mm -hmm. And in the Eastern Conference, I mean, it's already not. So you're already talking about a three-and-a-half game difference so far 27 games into the season, whereas the West is only five-and-a-half games separates first to 11. Um, so is it for you just there's actual parity in the Western Conference, or do you think a lot of these teams are just injured trying to get back? Like, Is there an explainable reason, you think, for why the West is what it is right now? I think there is some parity in the West right now because I think if you look at like the teams and um, you know, there's only five, five and a half games between them. But like, if you look at like the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, like those are really deep teams, right. That both have like one really standout guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, with the Pelicans and even with the Grizzlies, you could say that like you have Zion, you have Brandon Ingram and with the Grizzlies, you have, you know, John, you have either Desmond Bain or uh, Jaron. Yeah, you know, it's like your your three guys that could any any one of those three guys can just kind of pop off. Um, then on your you know as you go down like the rest of the way through the West, like you're looking at teams like that have a couple guys that have like a couple like strong guys that maybe aren't as deep. Like the teams aren't you know stop 
being as deep on the way down, but maybe they have like their top heavier, uh, or at least, you know, uh, contract wise, they're top heavier. Um, yeah. maybe not actually talent wise, but contract wise, they're top heavier. And I think that like, um, you know, you have some of those guys that are, you know, bring your team along. Like you have, uh, like the, the warriors or you have a strong starting starting five and you don't really have much and or you don't really know what you have in the bench like the warriors like they have Steph, they have clay they have you know draymond still um they have jordan Poole, but like who else do they have on that team that can mm. like that is actually part of the rotate that can be like part of your playoff rotation yeah so i think that like you know whereas the grizzlies and the pelicans kind of have like a bunch of resources at their disposal they can throw a bunch of different looks at you depending on the night um i think that's why like your point with the continuity like with the grizzlies like it doesn't they also you know the continuity part doesn't bother them as much because they do have so many different versatile lineups and versatile guys that can they can Mm. kind of um they can kind of they can kind of do it how they want and do it a bunch of different ways so yeah um I think that's that versatility that you get with having those deeper benches and like, you know, having nine rotation guys versus seven rotation guys, I think really opens you up to being able to do a lot more and sustain a lot more um, injuries and things like that. Yeah. You make a really good point. Maybe it's just, it's not the, it's the continuity for the Grizzlies with their top three, right. Mm -hmm. Um, With Jaron, Ja and Bay, because maybe you can make the uh, the case that the continuity of that team basically, or for the most part, being the same for the past three seasons is what's really helped them kind of buoy them with one of their top three guys out for most of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And now the Pelicans are kind of the same way, right? Like I know they had a shorter truncated time with CJ McCollum, but that is a deep roster. Um, and so do you think that going forward it's going to basically be like this for the entire regular season in the western conference like the the nuggets who are third right now at 16 to 10 like is it possible for them to just to have a bad two week stretch and then drop the drop out of this and not have a chance um or do you think like teams are just going to separate themselves eventually as either they get healthier or, you know, they all start to click. Um, I guess, do you think we'll see differentiators like the Celtics and the Bucks and the Cavs in the Eastern Conference? Are we going to get teams like that, you think, in the Western Conference? I think if we get to, if we get to a point like that in the Western Conference, it'll be because of injuries. I don't think that, like, mm. as long as these – because these teams are all in the West, so they're going to be beating up on each other all year and stuff like that. Um yeah, so I just think that, you know, it's good. I think it's going to stay close. I think we've seen that in the last couple of years, like in the East, it typically is like it, the East has been like a little stronger these last couple of years, but it also has been a little more Celtics, Bucks, you know, last year specifically, but like the Bucks are the best team and then everybody else is in line behind them, um, essentially is what it has been the last few years in the East. And then in the West, there has been a lot more like, you know, the Warriors kind of came out of nowhere last year to win the finals. Not that they came out of nowhere, but it wasn't like expected. Yeah. Yeah. They were, we were, they were, we were starting off the, the season going, you know. Yeah. They started off so hot and they had such a terrible, you know, mid lull mm-hmm. that heading into the playoffs are like, well, they're three seed, but I guess we'll see, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They weren't like a for sure. No one felt very sure of that like if they had yeah. played at the beginning of the season entire season i think everybody would be like no this is a no-brainer um but they definitely had that kind of mid-season lull which seems like you can count on everybody to have now at yep. some point and then, yeah and in the year before that we had the suns in the playoffs or in the finals and the year before that we had the lakers in the finals mm. um so, I mean, it's one of those things where if you go back and you look, I mean, you had the Lakers and the, or you had the Warriors and the Cavs for so long, and then you didn't. When LeBron went to L.A. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it, it's if if you were, is there a team in the Western Conference that is kind of in the middle standings, or maybe you know one of the top three that's sitting in here? Is there a team to you that could make a run that could stand out to you? Um, is it someone like the Warriors who are sitting at five hundred, fourteen and fourteen, or? You know, someone like the Blazers or 15 and 12 right now, just getting Dame back or, you know, the Nuggets have been kind of up and down, getting everybody going. The Suns, you know, missing Chris Paul some. He's back now, I think. But now there's no Cam Johnson for a while. Like, is there a team in the West that you think is a big mover up or down? for you? Um, I think if there's any team that kind of separates themselves and like, is ahead i think it's going to be either the grizzlies or the uh pelicans okay so you just think it can basically stay one two right now i just think with that depth and versatility i think one of those two teams is going to like is just going to separate themselves from the rest of the pack or and weather the storm of injuries things like that because like what happens if like i know like what happens if chris paul can't play very much the rest of the year yeah like, what happens if Kawhi Leonard never plays basketball again because, like, mm. he just doesn't want to? Yeah. Like, what happens if uh, LeBron gets hurt? I mean, more more realistically, what happens if AD gets hurt? Like, you just, like, you throw, throw all these things in and then you have all, like, so, all these teams are one injury away from, like, falling out of, like, Contention one, at like, all. Any yeah, like it's team. one long injury for any of these teams to be like not taken seriously anymore. I mean, like mm. the Kings are a really interesting team too. Light the beam. <laughs> um, you know, but as soon as the bonus goes down for them, they're done. Right. Yeah, it's just I. It's there's there's so many teams that because of like their depth and stuff like that, and like what they like they what they rely on their starters for night tonight. Uh, which I mean is most sports teams you rely on your starters to get the things done that you need to get done during the game that's why they're the starters but sure. with the with the continuity and the like and then in just the depth I think that when you have teams like that where you have like competent basketball players you know one to nine one to ten down the bench it really helps you out when you know player number one goes down two through two through nine or you know still going to be able to get things done. Yeah. Well, everybody knows what they need to do. Maybe we can surf. We'll move on to the Grizzlies here in a second, but like, maybe we can look to the teams that have the deeper rosters, right? Like you would mm -hmm. say deeper roster teams are going to be better regardless. But um, if you did have a situation where you lost the, you know, one of your top two or three guys on these teams, I think it makes sense why the Pelicans and the Grizzlies are at the top. Like, it makes sense why the Nuggets are still holding on. Um, the Suns are holding on. The Clippers are holding on. Like, these are teams that we consider to be deeper teams. Portland, who had a really nice start to the season, and then Dame got injured, and it kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, maybe the Portland Trailblazers are a team that I'm looking to drop off, potentially. Um, because mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just extremely predicated on Damian Lillard's health. Um, and if you can't have a team that's insane without, like the Dallas Mavericks might be another one. Like, what if Luka Doncic has something where he's out four to six weeks? I mean, we've seen that team a handful of times without Luka, and it's a disaster. So, yeah. Well, he has like a 30% usage rate. Yeah, and I mean, you... I heard a stat the other day that he has the ball for like 14 minutes of the game. Mm. <laughs> it makes sense for what they're doing, and they're 14 and 13. It's not like they're awesome. Now they That's, did this last year. Like they did this last year, the same thing. There's and, 48 minutes in a game. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be playing defense for like part of that. Like, you know, you'd think on average 24 of those minutes. So yeah. That means it could be half and half. But they don't mean the ball so long and they're so slow in their pace. Like, but that's just maybe like, that number could be higher. <laughs> like, not like Luca's not. Like Lucas, obviously really good, but how like if is that fun? It can't be. Like, like to it, play it, with? It is it fun it to watch? Mavericks fans, give us a call. Hit us up on Twitter. Maybe we'll work it out where we can get uh Rick Carlisle on the episode. 
No, just kidding. That would be crazy. <laughs> but what would, uh, what would Rick Carlisle have to say about all this? No, uh, I don't know. Yeah, what does Rick Carlisle <laughs> think of the Mavericks play right now? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just As like, he's outperforming with his Pacers team at five hundred. I know this isn't like a hot take or like even a fresh take, but like it just like it's the it's the Rockets again. It is, but we've seen it have moderate playoff success, right? It doesn't do great in the regular season until Chris Paul playoffs, gets hurt. But in the playoffs, it it generally does okay, right? Because the game slows down, and it's all about that your top stars. Like, what can your but, top stars do? So it, it's not going to look pretty in the regular season. The problem it doesn't is, look pretty in the have, playoffs. That's fair. What but, are the like? Go back. The Rockets' greatest successes. And then Chris Paul getting hurt, and then James Harden missing like forty threes. Yeah, and it, it's never going to win a championship, right? Like, but it makes sense for the first round of the NBA playoffs. Like, it's like, just—it's just like a winning formula. It's just what it is now. If but that's it's not, the plan, it's not pretty in the regular season. But they have to just get there. But why do you want to just get out of the first round? Like, why is that your goal? Like, isn't your goal to, like, win the title? Like, how is having Luca do this? And this is a completely different topic. I, I just took us completely yeah. off the rails. Well, but it's just like, what can you get around Luca? Like, what they're just kind of stuck, right? Like, how do you improve those pieces? Like, Jalen Brunson walked. Right. He's gone. I mean, yeah, no, I get that. But, like, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, who's that team's Chris Paul? Like, yeah. if Luca's the James Harden, then, like, who's the guy that, like, when he goes off to – is it Christian Wood? It's Spencer Dinwiddie. That's their guy. That's so tough. That's I, tough. I think, what, I think what we're trying to say, like, I think there's a handful of teams that we probably let, – let me see these teams that are deep enough, you think, that can sustain injuries and still make the playoffs and not fall off like a cliff. Um, would you agree that the Warriors are that kind of team? Depending on who the injury is, too, yes. If it's like, <laughs> so that's not a slam dunk. That was not a no, very strong. If, if steps <laughs> out for like, if steps out for eight weeks, like that, two months, that's not good. Yeah, and maybe this is a dumb thing to say, anyways, because anybody loses their best player, like you're obviously right. I mean, like, yeah. uh, But at least you still have a fighter's chance, right? Like the entire Utah Jazz, there's no Ooh. number one. The Grizzlies were like 19 and two without Josh. So like maybe yeah. last year. So maybe losing your best player isn't necessarily always the worst thing. Uh, so the Warriors sort of soft yes on. <laughs> yeah, soft the Clippers. Yes. Well, like, what about just, the Clippers? The, the Clippers' best player is already sitting on the bench. So they can sustain. Yeah, I would say they could probably handle it because they've been I, playing I, without him for three years. The Suns? The Suns, yeah. The Nuggets. As long as it's not Jokic. The Grizzlies. All these teams, the Grizzlies, yeah, for sure. The Pelicans. Yes. Okay. So teams that we don't think could could probably sustain something like that is the Blazers, the Kings, the Mavs, um, I guess the Timberwolves, the Lakers. Timberwolves can't even sustain with everyone on the court. (laughs) utah is kind of the weird one i don't know i feel like they're gonna fall off but they just keep being pesky man which utah is i think utah is gonna be the team that everybody's trying to make deals with come yeah february i think that's the that is the uh destiny of that team this conversation does lead me into the talk about trades but i want to save that one for another time because like I guess my final kind of wrap-up thoughts talking about the West right now is that it's so close that I could see a lot of these middle teams. Usually you don't see a lot of middle teams be buyers, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them, if they're kind of 500 and don't really have a chance to playoffs, they try to sell. But I think you could have a lot of teams here trying to buy. And mm-hmm. there's obviously teams like the Pistons already announced that they're going to have surgery for Kay Cunningham. He's done for the year. They're obviously selling. They're going for Wimbanyama, right? Mm-hmm. Or Scoot or someone like that. Um, or one of the Thompson twins. But, like, there's obviously, like, the Hornets. Like, what are the Hornets doing? So, I, I think there is a high probability in the West for 10 teams 
to look to try to upgrade pieces of their roster. And that's a really interesting trade deadline, right? Like we always get excited about the trade deadline and then nothing happens. That's massive. Um, so I'm not expecting anything massive that'd be like jaw dropping if Woj posts it, right? Now, if Woj says, you know, Kevin Durant's being traded to Blazers, that would be jaw dropping. Uh, my pants. But, <laughs> but I'm talking about a lot of these kind of role perimeter pieces, right? Like Malcolm Brogdon types, mm-hmm. Derek White types. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested if there's going to be, if there's going to be a 10 to 12 team. It's not really an arms race if you're going for you the eighth man, right, on a bad team. Um, but I feel like there is going to be a lot of movement for 10 of these Western Conference teams. They, I think a lot of these teams think if they added a piece, like just a little bit more shooting for the Timberwolves, right? The Timberwolves are like, we just need a little bit more shooting. We might be all right. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of teams in the West trying to do that because with how close this thing is, I just don't see. I don't know who to take him, but they. I think they can. I don't know if there's a rule against that, but. um, So that's kind of how I see that. I think it could start to get interesting, with a lot of rumors and all stuff. And we already have the crazy Lakers rumors, which is just Lakers propaganda. Oh, they're interested in Demar Derozan, you know, trade package. Like the Bulls have no interest in that. Like, what are we talking about? Um, So that's going to kind of wrap up for talking about the west the west is really interesting even though the nba in general has felt like it's kind of not really been the forefront but i guess that's normal for us so i guess we're getting into christmas um and then maybe it'll start to be a little more prevalent but before we segue into our grizzlies talk let's do a little giveaway here i was charged we were charged by daniel greer to do a merchandise giveaway for the grizz 901 um they have their we have their uh spitting that one out um we have our own (laughs) merch line uh grizz 901 stuff hats shirts sweaters i mean you can probably find anything um so i think daniel is wanting to give away a t-shirt so he's like man come up with something for a way to give something away to a listener so here's your chance Here's, here's your chance. Promo t-shirt. So we're going to do, no bluffing pod did this if you listen to them. Um, I'm not sure what they did, but I think it was a trivia question. We're going to do the same kind of thing. We're going to do a trivia question. Now I'm going to ask you a question and you need to go. We post this on our free basketball three at free basketball three on Twitter. If not, you'll be able to see it through the Grizz 901 podcast feed. Um, you need to go to the feed, either reply or quote tweet it with the answer for your chance to win. I think it's a free shirt, but we'll just say general Grizz 901 merchandise, which if you're not a Grizzly fan, sack. If, 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 you're, <laughs> if you're, you're not a Grizzlies fan, there's plenty of room on the bandwagon, buddy. Go ahead and get it for free anyways. It looks really nice. So high quality, you know, Daniel only brings out the best. Um, So here's the question. Mm -hmm. Cody, you can also be involved in this, but don't actually answer it. Since it's a Christmas holiday, let's get into Mm -hmm. the spirit about the NBA now. Who is the all-time points leader for Christmas Day game? I'll give everybody a hint. I won't say the answer. answer. But I will give everyone a hint. It is not Spud Webb. It is not Spud Webb. So go find at Free Basketball 3, reply to the tweet with our episode in it, or quote tweet it with the answer. Who is the all-time leading total point score, not points per game average, total point score on Christmas Day games? There you go. Go get you a free T-shirt. Um, so thanks for tuning into this episode. Now you get to get a free t-shirt for it, a small penance for your devotion to our podcast. And we appreciate you continuing to listen. But now let's get into the Grizzlies. We're recording this on Tuesday night, like we said. So 
Um, you know that last night we beat the depleted Atlanta Hawks, even though we didn't have our own John Morant, Desmond Bain, still didn't matter. Um, we play the Milwaukee Bucks at home on Thursday. Bucks this year so far are 19 and no, 20 and 7, I believe. I believe they beat the Warriors tonight, which makes them uh, 5 and 1 in their last six games. Uh, kind of the thing about the Bucks has been they have been a really, really good defense. They have been average offensively, which I think they had a point explosion tonight. So, but they're pretty slow. Like they don't play with a lot of pace. And that probably has to do with, you know, Chris Middleton's been out for most of the season. Now he's back. Um, but the whole thing for the Bucks so far is just, it's been Giannis and Drew Holiday. I mean, they're averaging about 50 points per game. They're doing essentially everything for this team. I mean, Brooke Lopez has been really good for them, averaging about 15 points per game, shooting 40% from three so far. Um, so this is a really good defense who, for the most part of the season, has been missing a key piece of their, you know, big three, average offensively, and pretty slow team. Um, so for me, like, this is a battle of the benches. This is a you've got to hold Bobby Portis down. Like if Drew Holiday, who was ruled out tonight, I believe he has a non-COVID illness. So I think he is day-to-day on that. I don't know if he'll be back by Thursday, but like this is has to be this is the this is where the Grizzlies are gonna have to win the game, right? Which has not usually been my thing. I have not been loving or trusting the Grizzlies bench so far this year. They have been up and down to me, but with Jaron Jackson being back. He has kind of stabilized in the second unit, has found some continuity. And Jaron Jackson by himself, his defense has been like he's been a top 10 defense all to himself, which is, you know, everybody says that about Rudy Gobert. He's a top 10 defense to himself. Yeah, we have kind of the same player, except he can dribble and shoot threes. So who's a little bit more valuable, you know? Uh, Jaron Jackson. Also, I think Jaron's a little cheaper. Mm, just a little bit, just a tiny bit. <laughs> So, so I, I don't value. know how you see this. I don't know how you see this, Cody. I mean, I don't see any gambling lines out for it yet at the time of recording. But to me, it's a dead under total points game. Like if this game is in the I assume this game is going to be in the 216 to 219 range. I would be mm-hmm. surprised if it's higher than that. Now, it might be into the 220s because of the performance tonight the Bucks had against the Warriors. Um, but we got two teams that play pretty good defense now and both are about average offensively you know grizzlies like to play with a lot of pace but the bucks do not like to do that unless it's just a Giannis getting a rebound running his own fast break so i expect it to be a close game i don't think it's going to be a blowout but i actually do not believe there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game which i think in the past matchups between these teams it's not been the case i think they've both been pretty high scoring but I just think the way both teams are flexing their muscles on defense this year, it's just going to be about late game execution for me. And the Grizzlies have not been a great half court team. The Bucks have not been a great half court team either. So then you have to look at the top guys, right? Like mm-hmm. you got John Morant who can get wherever he want at any time, but he's got to shoot over Giannis Brook Lopez. Um, and if Drew Holiday's playing, then he also has to get by Drew Holiday. And then vice versa, Giannis is. Like, there's a real potential for this Grizzlies team to be in extreme foul trouble all the time, depending on who's starting on Giannis. Is it going to be Jaron Jackson Jr.? Is it going to be Dylan Brooks? I got to believe that both players are going to get into immediate foul trouble trying to stop Giannis' drive. So uh, how do you kind of view this game? Do you think it's going to be a close game, or do you think the Grizzlies have been on a nice run here, you know, winners of their last, what, six games, I believe? Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more of that in a second, but do you think the kind of Grizzlies are rolling now? Or do you think this will be a close game where the Bucks are, got Middleton back, now they're going to start rolling with their kind of main three core back together? Um, I think it'll be pretty close. I mean, if you go back and you look at, like, all the, like, I mean, not that's any indication of this year, but if you look back at, like, their past games, like, they're pretty much within 12 or 13 points of each other. Um, you know, the Bucks are one of the best teams in the league. I think the Grizzlies are too, but um, I don't think this is necessarily going to be a runaway game for either team. I think it's be close up to the end and there'll probably be some free throws that make it seem a little further than what the game actually was. 
Mm, yeah, I agree with that. Might even get an overtime. You never know, which is an you never, a little free basketball, if you will. A little free basketball, as the kids say, um, which is a killer to the under. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I think it could get kind of ugly in the fourth because the Grizzlies haven't really played a ton of close games, but when they have, their late game offense is it's not pretty. I think the right adjective would probably be clunky. Um, mm. It hasn't looked great. So if the, if the Bucks are able to put them into a half-court execution type of four minutes under the fourth quarter, might get a little risky there. So we're kind of we're going to kind of see with that one. But on Saturday, they get a little easier opponent, which everybody still likes a little bit, which doesn't make sense to me, but. They play the they play the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Thunder Arena first home uh, first away game in their past what six games or so after his home stand for the Grizzlies but the Thunder eleven and sixteen they're two and three in their last five the Grizzlies have already beaten them two times this year at home average margin of ten and a half points um, the Thunder are going to be off of a back to back I believe they play the Timberwolves the night before so. That might be a little bit of advantage for the Grizzlies, but the Thunder, well below average offense, even though they're top 10 in points per game, which Mm -hmm. doesn't make a ton of sense, but this is a team that gets to the free throw line, right? Like SGA is doing absolutely everything for them on offense. He's the only one on a positive box plus minus on the entire team, and he's at an all-star level, um, six points or something like that. Everybody else on this team is like a minus two box plus minus so this team just completely falls apart when he's not on the on the court but this is a team that gets to a free throw line which i think is helping prop up their points per game average because the offense by itself is not very good this is a bad bad shooting team again and that is such a big indicator for nba teams is can you just flat out shoot the ball average or a little better than average then you're more than like unless you're just an atrocious off uh, defense you're more than likely going to be an above 500 team or at least at 500 if you can at least shoot the ball league average. But the bad thing about them also having a below average offense, they also have a really bad defense. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really help. When you combine a bad offense with a bad defense, you suck. Yeah, this is a team that has 11 wins, which I know is isn't impressive, but this is an SGA masking the fact that this is basically the Charlotte Hornets right now. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people, Thunder fans, might get upset at that, but there is at least promise with this team. They probably expected Chet Holmgren to play. It might make a little bit of a difference, but Justin's not been great. Lou Dort's been in and out. I mean, they're expecting Jay- two rookies, both named Jalen Williams, to contribute, and they have in spots. I like the one Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara a whole lot, but it's just going to take time for them, right? So. I mean, do you think the Grizzlies going in here, this time it's away at the Thunder. Um, if they get a big win versus the Bucks, you think they could sleepwalk through the Thunder and drop this game? Or do you think that no matter the case, the Grizzlies are the Grizzlies are, they know they have the Thunder's number and they just wipe them out at home too? I think the Grizzlies are going to take care of business in, hmm. in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I, That's one of those games that like you should win. And I think like that's one of the things that the Grizzlies – you know, going back to like continuity and stuff when this team is like played together as long as it has, I think it helps because they know like the take care of business game. Yeah, it's really important for top teams, right? Like they have to beat the bad teams. They can't. Yeah, you gotta win the games you're supposed to win. You have to win the games that you're supposed to win, and that's a great point with that one. I'm kind of getting a little bit of a feeling that. I'm expecting an all-out effort from the Grizzlies after a couple days rest here, which I'm not a huge fan of the rest factor, but the Grizzlies off rest have been really, really good this year so far. So I'm expecting an all-out effort to beat the Bucks because I think they want to make a statement, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And they're just that kind of group of guys that want to just go beat up on, oh, you're the top team in the East. You're one of the top teams in the East. We're about to put our foot in your throat. Um, So I think there could be a high-energy game against the Bucks. If they beat the Bucks. I could see them coming out pretty flat for the Thunder. I don't know if they'll lose outright, but I could see it being pretty flat. So just putting it on your radar now, if they beat the Bucks, take the Thunder point spread if it's nine and a half, ten and a half, um, or even higher. 
because I think it could be where the Thunder actually cover, unless they're just sitting. Mm. The only person I'm worried about sitting is SGA, and I don't think he's going to sit. Um, if he does sit, I'm not touching the Thunder at all because they're garbage without him. Um, but if they lose to the Bucks, then I think they could absolutely destroy the Thunder. So based on the outcome of Thursday's game against the Bucks is how I'll be playing the Saturday game uh, on the lines. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, but I did want to add to the Grizz before we wrap up here. I said that they've been a really good couple days rest team because it's usually not the case. A lot of teams that have multiple days rest usually have, you know, a 500 record. Most of them have a little below average record. But the biggest key for me that I like to look at for a lot of these teams is NBA.com. If you just look at stats, go to tab and hit stats and then teams, click on a team, then it will, uh, I think you have to see all stats and then click on a team. It will show you what their record is based on the days of rest. And I like looking at that because there is a big key for teams that make the playoffs and make it deep into the playoffs. Usually the chunk of the NBA season is days off one day rest, right? And so got teams that have really good records on one day's rest usually are top teams and usually at least make the playoffs and do a decent run at it um, regardless. So that's kind of a marker that I always pay attention to as the season's going. Who's winning those one-day rest games? Um, because if you have a handful, like, just for example, I don't have, I'm not saying this is exact numbers, but just for an example, um, the Denver Nuggets, who are 16 and 10, let's say their one-day rest numbers are, they are, um, 10 and eight, uh, let's see, they're 16, 10, 26 games. So let's say they're 10 and 12 on one day rest, mm -hmm. but on two days rest, they're four and up, you know, or whatever, or six and oh, or whatever it is. Um, I think I'm messing that all up, but I think you get the idea, right? Like yeah. maybe they're, they're 10 and 10 on one day's rest. They're six and oh on two days rest, which gives them that 16 and 10 record. I'm more interested by the one day 10 and 10 record because it's showing that they're not really doing a good job in their 500 team in the bulk of an NBA season, regular season. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, so I'm monitoring that kind of quote unquote team health. How are they doing on those one days? Those quick turnarounds. Um, and the Grizzlies right now are 12 and six on those one day rests, which I think is a really, really uh, healthy thing to look at. Um, because they're also doing really well on those couple of days rest already. I think they're three and zero, maybe four and zero on that. Um, but we know their record overall is eighteen and nine. So two of those losses are for just back to backs. Nobody does great on back to backs. That's a given for anybody. But the meat of the NBA season is this one day rest and kind of gauging the Grizzlies right now. They are doing really well so far on that one day rest mark. Um, I mentioned before on a previous. Uh, uh, episode about the pie score they were at a 49 point something last time now they're up to 52 things are moving into the right direction that's all jaron jackson jr right his defense has stabilized this team and i said when we did the power rankings that if this team if the grizzlies were going to move forward i think last time they were ranked 16 my power rankings we will have an update on that episode in the next couple weeks maybe for the new year ah, ah, wink, wink. um but it was going to have to be defense that improved for the Grizzlies for them to move up in the power rankings. Well, they've done exactly that. So now here's the other thing. The six-game win streak, I think, is unimpressive. Now, I know most Grizzlies fans are going to hate me for that. Um, I, I'm just saying it's not an impressive six-game runs of wins. Um, it's games against the depleted 76ers. They played the Pistons twice, the Miami Heat, who are awful, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Atlanta Hawks, where no one was playing. Doesn't really shout like a great run here, right? Now, they are winning the games that they're supposed to, and they get credit for that, but it's not like it's been a murderer's row. Um, I'm definitely more interested 
by the next nine games for this team. Uh, now, I know it's unfair to say to give him like there's a grade or we got problems without Desmond Bain being back for any of them, right? Because if he's back for any of them, then this next nine games is even more interesting. But I'm most interested by the next nine based on the competition coming up, right? We know Thursday we play the Bucks, so we play the Thunder. We play the Suns twice, the Denver Nuggets. We play the Warriors on Christmas Day. We play the Raptors, who have in the past given us a hard time. The Kings and the Pelicans. And I think those games at the end are heading into the New Year's. So, mm-hmm. great. We've won the past six games. Need to do it. But now I think I'm really most interested by the next nine because we're actually going to play some real NBA teams, right? Like three, four in the Western Conference right now, Suns Nuggets. Warriors might be coming on. Um, The Kings have kind of steadied off the Pels, the number one team in the West right now, the Bucks, the number two team in the East. So I'm very interested the outlook or how or what our record looks like after these next nine, if that makes sense. So, oh, it makes sense. You think I'm being fair with that, or do you think that winning six games is just a good thing, regardless? I mean, I think it would, it's, I think it would Maybe. be weird to credit if you criticize them, but I think mm. like saying that, like, cool, nitpicking six games that we should have won, like, now let's win some games that are, you know, more coin flips than, yeah, actual guaranteed. competition. Let's actually judge where we're at. Yeah, like yeah. you've you've won the games that you're supposed to win. Like now you get into like the measuring stick part of the season where it's like, how good are we actually? Like, yeah, we beat those teams that were terrible, but we should have. So now yeah. let's play some real real basketball. Great point. I think that's a good way to end it. Now I know before we get out of here. I think you have a teaser trailer for something. Oh, I know yeah. we, went a lo- we went a little longer than normal, but here is your chance to do a teaser trailer for something upcoming we're going to be doing for free basketball. Oh, yeah. All right. So you guys know that every NBA team has a mascot, right? Well, <laughs> what we're going to talk about over these next few weeks is which ma- some mascots are obviously better than others. And we're going to be talking about mm. that. So, for the next few weeks, until it's done, we're going to be talking about last mascot standing. We're going to be doing a single elimination tournament. We have 30 teams. Uh, We are going to do 1 through 14 brackets. So, we have some uh, play-in. There's some play-in games on on each side of the bracket. Um... And yeah, so that's what's good. That's going to be happening over the next week. Next week, we're going to do next few weeks. Next week, we are going to do our first uh, play in games to finish out the bracket. And we will be revealing the the full bracket the following week. (laughs) Just like Selection Sunday, March Madness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. releasing the bracket. See if your team made it in. Um, So we're doing this together, right? This isn't a solo thing for you. This is not okay. a solo thing. This is a discussion between Ryan and I each week um, to determine who's moving forward in these categories and eventually declare a winner of who will be the last mascot standing. I'm very interested by this. You kind of pitched this to me, what, tonight? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pitched you every, I pitched it your involvement to you tonight. Uh, the full thing but i have been working on this for a couple weeks okay so this is all the mascots really interested to see where this goes um i believe it will be not like to clarify it is not the mascot that is in the arena during the game it is Mm. what is on the jersey the jazz versus the suns not yeah like gorilla versus the correct whatever the jazz are Exactly. Like Super okay. Grizz is not going to be throwing down against the right. Pelican. The, the yeah, big baby. That's not, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah We're not so, talking about that. 
So look forward to that. We'll be doing that next week. Do you have anything mm -hmm. else you need to plug? Um, no, that's it. You come back here for that. You answer that trivia question that we did in the middle of the episode. So if you just skipped ahead to the end, like a weirdo, then go back and listen <laughs> to that and figure out what the question was to get your free t-shirt. I, yeah. I was joking about it being a quadruple X too. We'll probably get it in whatever size you want. <laughs> yeah, sizes may vary, but they should have most of, not all of them. Um, thanks for Getting tuning Apex. in for this week. Thanks for tuning in for this week. Hopefully you couldn't hear the rain that's going on around me. It's been going pretty hard for a while. So if it is in the feedback, sorry, uh, but it's raining pretty hard here where I'm at. So um it's Christmas, right? And of course it's raining. I wished it was mm -hmm. I wish it was snow. Well uh, but it is not. If you don't hear that rain in the background, know this. The rain is going hard, but we went harder. Oh. oh. <laughs> of course, like and subscribe, tell your friends, free basketball, um, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you want to search, we're there. Uh, and in the words us. of Dra in the words of Danny Drainpipe, steal your grandma's phone <laughs> and subscribe on there. Follow the Grizz901, the Grizz901 podcast. All the guys over there have been doing great. No bluffing. Uh podcast has been doing awesome. All the guys are writing articles. All the articles are good. So shout out to everybody, Grizz Lead. Happy to be a part of it still. And we'll see you guys next week sometime. Later!